are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. Go, go, go. We are your news now. <laughs> right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. <laughs> You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. That's right. You are listening to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. This broadcast is all about live right in the real world. We expose the real world to you and you determine how to live right. And when I say we, it's because I am not by myself. I am gathered together when two or more are gathered there's power and you know there's power in the house because jesse believes in the word of god she knows the scriptures and she walks in faith and the power of her lord and savior by the way i have the same guy as my lord and savior we have that in common <laughs> amen we should make this show all about jesus jeff i agree <laughs> well it, it, it's turning that way but jesse we didn't even talk about this Thursday, we are going to do a fun show. We are yeah. going to be doing the news, and we have a very special guest who has been on the broadcast before. Our audience loves this person, and it's going to be a ton of fun, but I'm not going to announce it. You're just going to have to tune in oh, on man. Thursday. We just got to uh, guess. There's so many people, good people we love that we've had on here, Jeff. This is true, but it's definitely a favorite. Um, and we're going to have, it's just going to be a fun show. We got to have some fun once in a while because right now we are coming against the great apostasy. We're coming against yeah. this Jesus strand stuff. We're coming against the lies that are going on on almost every show that's going out there that you people are still watching. I'm telling you, guard your ears. They sell it with a lot of truth. They put a lot of truth in it, but it is from the pit of hell and what they're doing and twisting the word of God. And, oh, Jesse, I'm I'm infuriated with what's going you, on. You're getting fired up, Jeff. I am you getting know, fired up. Look, we, we've talked about the great apostasy and you know, the scariest thing about that is even scripture tells us that the elect, the saints you know, will be deceived. They will believe the lie. So we want to stand firm against that lie and we want to bring forward the truth of God's word and just encourage people, you know, be in that truth. And it's important not only for your spiritual well-being, but for your physical, your emotional, your family's well-being. Um, you know, these are the last days and now more than ever, we need to stand firm. You know, as scripture says, stand firm with your loins girded with truth. And you know what? They've been saying the last days for 2,000 years. Um, I don't care. I'll go on record. This is the last days. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this is the last days. We have been chosen. Um, God spoke this through his prophet, uh, you know, Kim Clement even. And I'm not yeah. putting all my faith in Kim Clement, but I'm telling you, when you read the Bible and you look at what's happening today, folks, there's never been a time in history when all of these things have been possible. 
there very possible now and why is the word of god being twisted why and it's and by the way go back to the original lie in the garden that's it that's the it's yeah. the deception it's just the twisting just a little bit of god's right. word Those little drops of poison you know that you shall be like god knowing good from evil and no longer are we looking to the Lord to define for us what is good and evil, but because we have bought the lie that we're like God knowing these things, you know, we believe we have the ability to discern all that for ourselves and justify what we feel is good or evil. You know, that, that comes with it. It's not just that you have a, a head knowledge of these things it comes with ex, you know knowing in that knowledge means that at an intimate level you experience those things and so part of that you know lie that deception the sin in it is that in the pride of your experience of that knowledge you believe you can decide what is good and what is evil which ultimately that the Lord has defined what's good, what's evil. That is so eloquently put. And I just want to repeat something you just said, because you believe, well, talking to people who are digging and listening to this stuff, believe that they have the discernment to know what is good between good and evil. That almost puts them in the God position. That almost puts them in the uh, position that they are the judge. Uh, and by the way, that's what they say, Christ consciousness. You are to be God. Do what thou wilt. <laughs> I'm yeah, telling it, you. It takes the sovereignty away from the Lord God Almighty who created the heavens and the earth and puts the sovereignty of, of that knowing or that, you know, ultimately the intuition, the discernment, the deciding between good and evil upon yourself. So yes, in a way, in your pride, you're making yourself to be God because even if God said, no, that's evil, you may say, well, according to my experience, I don't think that's evil. I'm going to declare it's good, you know? And, and you're and, going against God's sovereign will. And Jesse, you said another key word in there. And it's almost like we're going to keep repeating this for a few times <laughs> so people can really get it. But Jesse, you said, and in your pride. Yeah. Okay. So this is what cast Satan, Lucifer out of heaven, pride. And right. what's in the middle of pride? The letter I. I, 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 I. The greatest religion in the world is the religion of self, where God, faith is selfless. It's the complete opposite. And I think that was, you know, the true battle. Satan, you know, was not willing to submit to that sovereign control of, of the Lord, even after being in the most intimate presence of God. You know, he was one of the seraphim, which, you know, actually more than that, he, he was one who his job was to be part of that covering of God's glory, which meant that he got to see, to, you know, walk in the presence of the Lord's glory. And even after that close 
relationship and encounter, he still said, I will ascend into the heavens. I will sit on the throne. I will be God. And and so I had a, such an amazing conversation last night. I spoke with Cisco for at at length as usual, <laughs> and then I have to take a break because <laughs> I get overwhelmed by the amount of knowledge that I get. You know, much yeah. like with you, Jesse, it's a, it's a, so much. But one of the things she said, and and I hope I repeat this right. Um, so when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. Every bit of heaven was stripped from him. He basically took on the presence of hell because mm-hmm. there can be nothing in nothing like God in him, right? right. Um, but what she said to me was so fascinating, and I probably want to dig into it more with her, but she said, you know, Satan's goal is not to really sit on the throne of God. And she said, because she, because he knows that God is more powerful, but what, and and this is probably coming out wrong. So forgive me. And and I will do a redaction and a correction if, if I do get this wrong. Uh, but essentially he wants, he thinks he can get actually get the mind and the power of God so he can Hmm. be able to create, so he can create his own world essentially. Right. He he will be God and we're not included in that plan or that agenda. Like it's just him and his, you know, evil uh, chained below the earth cronies, you know, where scripture says every inclination of their hearts were evil. You know, there was no good in them at all um, to think that there's angelic beings, you know, that are so evil in their thoughts and and the we'll just say the inclinations of their heart that the Lord literally had to chain them below the earth so they could not freely roam when he cast them out of heaven. That's a scary thought. It's a very scary thought, and this program is about to get even scarier because <laughs> what we're going to talk about is what happened on October 31st and those angelic beings that were chained and are in the pit, there is an attempt. I don't know if it's successful or not to get them out. Well, even if they didn't get them out, you know, the, we should all be aware that there have been communications between high-level elites and these horrific fallen beings. We need a name for them. You know, I mean, I don't know what to call them. The chained, the chained boys. I don't know. <laughs> the gang chain or the chain gang. Well, and, and they've been able to they've they've been able to tap into their power. Um so let me let okay, the the deadlocked demons. I like that. The deadlocked ones. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's an evil laugh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we're going to discuss what is happening with the deadlocked ones. The deadlocked ones. So first, I guess let's go back and uh, because there was a lot of interesting things and uh, I think kind of global ritual ceremonies and things like that uh, really 
in lockstep to get these deadlock demons up or to get some of their power uh, to the surface. And they've been tapping into the power with their communications for probably thousands of years, right, Jesse? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the first thing, I know, Jeff, this wasn't on your docket, but as we're talking, it kind of does fit in. You know, we have, uh, um, we'll just say there's a certain individual who makes cars and, uh, you know, we've, we've done some shows linking, uh, some of his, you know, he does stuff out in like space and rockets and all yeah, of that we stuff. We were Nero linking it, Nero linking it even. Right. Nero linking. <laughs> and, um, you know, so you all know who we're talking about, but it's interesting that he moved, made a huge move to the Texas area. And, What's interesting is that now, you know, we all know that there's stuff going on, you know, confusion about the ports and, you know, pods being left there and and mass amounts of, you know, we don't really know what's in those, um, but they're being withheld kind of just offshore in particular areas like along, you know, Florida, California, things like that. But what's interesting is now that, uh, now some of some companies are coming out, putting out stuff this morning that um, is advertising that if you can't get your stuff from there, somehow you can get it. Those pods that are being withheld, you can get them through Texas and then to you. So that was interesting. And why I found that very interesting is that you know, there's parts of Texas that, you know, we've mapped out some of the submarine uh, tunnels or lines. Uh, there's parts that literally go straight to the ocean water. And that, you know, submarine line goes all the way from Florida and California. So, you know, I found it interesting because I believe that a certain individual may be there to help direct traffic of these uh, pod containers um, and direct shipping of them. You know, what are some of his other companies? He bores tunnels, you know, <laughs> he, he works on transportation, you know, so vehicles and Maglift trains. Ways to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, just as you were talking, I found that kind of interesting. I don't well, think and you know what I'll add to that because there was uh there was some reporting that, uh, a couple of the you know top nuclear subs that you never see from the United States uh, that you never see. They're the most secretive ones ever. Show up in port in San Diego. No crew gets off. Some cargo goes on and they disappear again. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just to even get a glimpse of these, like that doesn't happen. They go into underground bases. They don't surface, you know, right off the coast. And there's photographic evidence of it happening just a couple days ago. So this yeah. is wild. Curiouser right. and curiouser. But there's a lot of, I guess, the the gist of all that is to say that there's a lot going on, you know, with things that we started to bring out about the elite and, and how they operate things in the world. So, you know, the all that we're bringing forward today are stories of, you know, how are the elite moving right now? What are they getting ready for? What are they setting up? That's so, right. 
Yeah. So why don't you get into the next story? I know with. Uh... All right. So yeah, yeah. Let me. So okay. <laughs> so let let's let's talk at the beginning of uh, of October thirty first because there was a whole bunch of stuff, and then we'll go. You know, we'll kind of start off with the ritual part, then we'll get into the political and go from there. So this sounds like the the worst beginning to a joke, and I know a lot of you have seen it now, but okay. So Kanye, Bieber, and Manson <laughs> do a prayer service. <laughs> wow. Um, I just have no words for that, Jeff. Um. <laughs> you can't make this up, folks. So Listen, not only do they do a prayer service, but they, uh, <laughs> oh, what, what I found was interesting is I never knew Manson's last name. He's a yes, Wagner. Let's bring, let's bring that out. Oh, a Wagner of all things. Can, can we imagine that a Wagner, you know, who else do we know? Ricard Wagner out of. Uh, you know, who basically will will say probably murdered King Ludwig to take over Nurschfunstein Castle, which is the mother of Darkness Castle. So do you know wow. Manson likes to use a particular word that the mothers use all the time? Um, that word is beautiful. And he often, you know, will talk about the beautiful people uh, what's interesting about that word is that the mothers will always say death is beautiful. And, you know, anytime somebody dies, death is so beautiful. And, you know, so who are the beautiful people? They're the dead ones. That's who's Manson's talking about. But And that was his breakout hit that actually broke him out. And, yeah, if you watch the video, he's he's not talking about joy, happiness, love, peace. You know, <laughs> like oh. those <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so Jesse, just uh, now I'm going to play this first clip. It's fairly short. And uh, for the just the Podbean audience is listening, you're seeing a bunch of hooded white gowns in a circle. And in the middle is going to be, you know, Kanye, Marilyn Manson and Justin Bieber. And uh, so this is, this is a, and and it's kind of an outdoor service. They're surrounded by some walls. So there's protection. It's in an industrial area. I don't know exactly where it was, uh, but they say it's no child. Left behind Sunday. No child left behind Sunday service choir. Interesting name. No, no child left behind. That was a uh, that was a Bush thing, wasn't it? Um, I that's a was that did that come out of him? I know that it was used in particular for the education for school. Yeah, systems. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think it, I think it came out under under Bush. Um, no okay. child left behind, and. Oh, it's a bad joke, but it's like no child's behind left, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so anyway, let, let, so so no, it's a it's white a very bad joke, Jeff. Yeah, anyway. it is. White hooded <laughs> gowns in a circle, and I'm going to have the audio on here. I hope that uh, it's okay uh, to do so, but let's uh, let's just observe for half a minute or so. Center of the circle, they're gyrating. Peace, 
did they just say he's a beautiful zombie? What was that they said? No, I think it's it's a miracle's army is what I was hearing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not loud enough. I do have a bit of a hearing uh, impediment. Put in your opinion in the comments, Chad. Okay, yes. He's a miracle's army. Or he's a miracle's on me. Yeah, he's a miracle's on me sounded more like it. So, all right. So let's get out of this for now and uh, talk about this for a second before I go to the next clip. So first of all, Jesse, I have a question for you about the occult and all that kind of crap. Um, oh. Can someone in the occult uh, who even worship Satan stand in the public square and proclaim the name of Jesus. Of course. Um, you know, even the mothers of darkness go to church. They talk about Jesus. They talk about scripture. Um, the highest level elite individuals um, in the darkest black magic, you know, they, they go through the cleansing ceremonies, which include, you know, being in the word of God. Um, it includes things like confession um, you know, purifying yourself, you would spend months fasting, praying to God, uh, getting permission to do the evil that you're about to do. So yes, they do at the highest levels, do those things. Um, one of the things, you know, that's interesting as we see, um, you know, we're looking at that video, uh, the difference between, you know, those who are worshiping God and opening themselves to the Holy Spirit working and those who are engaged in a ritual, it can clearly be seen even in the position and the standing. You know, if, uh, you know, you're worshiping the Lord, giving room for him, people are going to be dispersed outward. Your arms are going to be up. Your body, you know, is going to be focusing heavenward or outward towards the Lord, what you see happening there is a ritual circle where all, you know, you've got the backs uh, that are all facing in. So that means all the energy, all the, um, you know, power is going to be focused towards the center of that circle, which will be the ritual ground. And the people in that center are going to be receiving that energy. And um, you've got the, you know, few things, the, the movement, you know, where on the outside, you're not seeing any movement at all. That's because they're holding that energy within that circle. Um, you know, if it was more of just like a gathering, you would have seen more, you know, People would move, especially people, if they're singing. Yeah, and people who praising. Were, yeah, as the Lord led them, you know, not and there would be a unison, but each one is going to have a separate, you know, uh, movement, a separate way that God's touching their hearts. So you'd see more of that individuality as the Spirit of God moved upon each heart. Uh, but unfortunately, we're not seeing that. We're very much seeing a ritual circle. 
yeah, and they're all wearing these kind of Egyptian type of hoods as well. And and by the way, like a, a man is in church is supposed to take his hat off, right? It's okay yeah. for a woman to wear a hat, but for a man, it's disrespectful for to God. So, um, and well, it is interestingly very... too the white. Um, I I found it interesting that they had black a black covering over their faces, um, but the white ceremonial robes are only worn at very specific times and um you know usually like when i would see it as a kid uh they would wear them during the bride of satan ceremonies or when you took the higher level vows so you know i i wore mine like when i had to take the unbreakable vow between me and my protector and all the mothers were dressed in white um, so it's more when you take those, um, you know, kind of like final vows or ceremonial commitments that are held with the highest regard. That's the only time you're going to see those white robes. Yeah. And as I say, the Egyptian style hat, it, it's like it's like a pharaoh thing. Um, now, there's one other thing that really struck me about it. And, and we'll see this in the next video I'm going to play in a moment. Uh some of them are wearing like rubber ducky boots, you know, high, high boots that you'd wear for, you know, going out on a rainy day as a kid or something like that. And certainly, you know, Kanye and that are all wearing these types of boots. Like what are they, what are they preparing for? Just <laughs> The flood, Jeff, <laughs> you only wear your rain boots when it's going to flood. <laughs> what a blood. It might've been because uh, you would, in these ceremonies, if you've got a high amount of uh, energy or electricity, um, you need to make sure physically there's a barrier between you and the earth. A grounding. Um, a grounding. So my guess is that they all were grounding themselves. Wow. So, you know, I guess the en the energy literally... The energy was electric in the room, Jesse. You could feel it. <laughs> That's right. Which is why they also, you know, it looks like they're like in a port or a dock area, warehouse area. Um, those areas are chosen also for the grounding. There's not always, um, you know, like a lot of uh, people. They're more secluded areas and, you know, the buildings usually structurally are made out of metal which serves as a conductor, but you don't have to worry about a lot of um, uncontrollable factors in an area like that. You have more control over the conduction of the energy. Um, so, you know, I think all that was very strategic. All right. Now in the next clip I'm going to play, it's actually uh so Biebs, who's come out now again as, as a Christian, he's returned to his roots, Jesse. Um, you know, uh, he he says a really nice prayer, uh, but there's some words in there that I just found were a little bit odd. So I'm going to play this entire clip. And uh, and again, for the listening audience, the, the circle is still there. Um, it, it's it's uh, it's Marilyn uh, looking pretty creepy. Uh, with with Justin and with Kanye, and the words you're hearing are Canadian Justin Bieber. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, what a cute little kid he was. <laughs> All right. So here it is. And oh, make sure you can hear it. All right. So here this clip is uh, is going to be just under two minutes. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells in us. Thank you for your majesty. Thank you for the stars and the birds and the mountains and the valleys and the oceans. God, thank you for your people. Thank you for your people. Thank you that you leave the 99 for the one. Thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you that we could never be more loved than we are right now in this moment. In this moment. Wrap us with your love. Show us who you are. Show us who you are. Show us who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this moment. I come against any lies of the enemy, any fear. We bind it in the name of Jesus. Your name is above it all. The name of Jesus is above it all. We cast out any demonic activity that would try to steal our peace today or steal our joy. We welcome your presence today, Holy Spirit. So first I gotta give a disclaimer. Um, you know, I know we're bringing forward some of this stuff and we're showing the ritual connections with it. But I have to say, even watching that, that my heart still desires, you know, that these individuals, especially Marilyn Manson, you know, when you know the depth of the evil and the wickedness of the system that they've been involved in, you know, I greatly desire their salvation, that they would come to Jesus, that they would, you know, have that real authentic life-changing moment, um, you know, where they're out there preaching the gospel, they're out there sharing their testimonies. And, you know, they're um, talking about how God redeemed them, you know, and, and those are some of the elements that are, are missing there, you know, isn't that full bringing forward of, of the conversion? Um, you know, some of it, you know, it's hard to tell if it's just the system and our times, because I know even, you know, there, there were periods of my life where, you know, all I could say were things like my family was part of the occult, you know, my family worships Satan. And I couldn't get into the details of my testimony, but, you know, scripture tells us that's where the power is, that the power is that, you know, we have been bought, purchased, 
and redeemed and cleansed by the blood of the lamb. And we overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb in the word of our testimony. And so, you know, if these individuals have come out and have come to Jesus Christ in sincerity, we're not hearing that testimony of the deliverance. Um, we're not hearing of the testimony of the deliverance from the demonics or the evil or the wickedness. Um, you know, so even elements of his prayer, he's, you know, he's saying the name of Jesus at the end and stuff, but, um, you know, there's not that expression of real spiritual warfare, real protection from the enemy. You know, it's like he's calling for protection from the enemy, yet they're all facing a certain direction, which is the corner of a back wall. I mean, I just got to ask, why are they facing the corner of a back wall? That's almost like an East Mecca thing, you know? Um. <laughs> so Jesse, here's the blunt question. Did God infiltrate this meeting using the Beebs? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is I'm really know. not seeing the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit's presence. Yeah. You know, it's and, and, surface and level. Even the prayer is surface level. It's not really coming from the heart or what feels like a, a, relationship uh, listen the prayer could have been 20 minutes long i don't know that's just the clip i got so yeah. you know so. uh listen the fact is is uh is he is going around now claiming that god has pulled him back out uh but yet you know when you look at the videos you look at the symbolism in his videos and you know the mcafee uh, channel has been posting a lot of stuff about beams right now and he's got mm -hmm. essentially an upside down cross he's got uh, different symbolisms behind him and uh you know and so look we're not the judge and by the way uh, what jesse had just said before we even went on air we prayed for all of these people as well yeah. we're not coming against anyone here i think um, it's the observations you know we have to be observant we i i don't believe there's anything wrong with bringing forward the truth of those observations you know if i were looking at this from you know, the standpoint of being somebody in the system who's not a believer, I would see other system stuff. You know, I wouldn't see somebody who's a true Christian that I have to be leery of or guarded against. I would have been like, oh, they got their witchy force. They're creating energy. You know, they're calling on on God, like we all do, you know, because we're all Christian that's in the system, you know, high level Masons, they all proclaim they're Christian. So I wouldn't see anything that set would be set apart or different that would distinguish from the regular Masonic stuff. And the fact even that they all are kind of in Egyptian garb a little bit, you know, um, it's so reminiscent of so many esoterical Masonic orders. Um, you know, if I, I guess, you know, I'm just going to challenge, and, and I challenged uh, Kanye a while back and just said, hey, if you've really come to Jesus Christ, like I want to hear your story about how you got out of the system. But yet, even just a few months ago, we see him doing this weird ritualistic ceremony wedding with 
his wife who, you know, as far as we know, she's still a grand high priestess for the East. So, you know, he's still hanging with other grand high priest and priestesses. They're their best friends, you know. So I'm not seeing that true conversion. And you would think, you know, if if Manson came out, there's just no way that man is going to be silent with his testimony. You know, there's so much power of the Holy Spirit in that redemption from such a lifestyle that you just can't keep your mouth shut. And, you know, to be feel that depth of redemption you know, there's no way Manson's going to stand there being quiet. He's going to be proclaiming the death, the resurrection, and Jesus saved me, you know. Instead, I think what the optics are, though, uh, for for Kanye's audience is, look, Kanye has a pet project, and he's pulling the worst out, you know, the power of Kanye. Which we know that he's taken, you know, Yay, which is a variation of the Hebrew word Yah, which is God. Um, you know, so again, and projects, humanitarian efforts, all of these things are code words in the system, you know, for the Masonic things that they do, which are humanitarian effort quotas. So, um, you know, again, I'm not seeing that. So, no child left behind is the humanitarian effort quota. It, it is. Yeah. You would invest it, you know, high level Masons, your money, you invest in these humanitarian efforts. They're what you're known by. Um, there's a source of pride because, you know, they're your works, uh, your works that you're doing, which, um, All right. you know, and give ag- wait, just one more thing. Go ahead. Let me say one clarification. More. When you say you're investing, she's not talking to me. Okay. No, no, <laughs> I'm no, not no. I was not talking to you, Jeff. I was talking like from a Masonic viewpoint. Um, yeah, they, you know, they invest in these things and it's intricately linked with one of their, the system's currencies, which is, you know, your fingerprints, which is the works of God's or you know, the work God has ordained for your hands to do. So, you know, even in the school, the education systems, um, you know, no child left behind, it's, it's connected to that currency of fingerprints and, you know, them accessing um, energy and trading, buying off of you based on what God has purposed you to do in life. This is coming all coming to a head right now, Jesse. So let's let's keep in mind that was on Halloween. Okay. That was <laughs> right? on Halloween. And, and and so this next one, I just want to show do one show one more image because this will maybe bridge the gap into the political, and then we're gonna probably talk about the portals and things like that. Yeah. That uh that they're trying to get these uh deadlocked demons out so whenever we hear the new narrative for climate change and things like that um i think most of our audience realizes that uh that's code word for nwo our new world right right? so 
Uh, here's a, an image of the new uh, climate change guys. Oh, let me see. Yeah, this one. Yeah, so this so that, is from the New York Times, and this is in London. Yeah, so this is a distinct group uh, that has been going around, um, you know, advocating for climate change. Um, I brought out a while ago that this group, um, their particular, again, we've got the clothing choices. Um, this is clothing that I grew up with that style. Um, I do know that some of the individuals who head up these groups, not, I won't say like the particular people doing the demonstrations, but those behind them, I do know are certain positions within the system. So, you know, um, this particular clothing garb is connected. Can you describe it for the Podbean audience as well, uh, Jesse? Yeah, so it shows... Uh, you know, these women it dressed in like fully covered from head to toe. Their faces are painted white uh, with distinguished, um, you know, black uh, mascara and eyeliner on the eyes, distinguishing the eyes, the eyebrows, and then red lipstick. And um, they've got uh, on like head ceremonial looking headdresses with lots of red ribbons hanging down. And then, you know, um, these red kind of torn up looking uh, gown or not even gowns, but robe type things. Um, usually when you see their feet, their feet also, it's like all these red ribbons wrapped. So almost like the old Japanese style ninja wrap type things on their feet. Um, you know, when I was a kid who I saw wearing these different types of garments and they would usually be red, black, or white, um, it was the Sisters of Light. And, you know, they're kind of like the select security team for the, for the highest members of the system, very involved in the end time ritual things, um, they would be the ones kind of securing the perimeters, the boundaries. So, you know, like if we were having a ritual at a certain place in Chicago, um, you know, it usually was at a certain Catholic church, these women would be gathered, you know, they'd have some that would be at the different churches that were about a five mile radius out and they would be guarding the perimeter there. And then you'd have some on site guarding perimeter as well. Um, you know, they're, the type of uh, witchcraft that they're able to do is things that, you know, involve weather. So, uh, you know, hurricanes, uh, snow, floods, uh, they can do pestilence, um, you know, it gets much worse than that. But, um, you know, if, if they were targeting, uh, so let's say you had a very strong Christian pastor in the area, these would be the ones who, you know, would be, um, gathering together to target that pastor to shut him down and get him out of the city. And, you know, they would hit his finances, they would hit his relationships, they would hit his health 
and you know whatever it would take to get that pastor to leave or move on if if he refuses and keeps going you know they would even try to possibly uh, cause death to come to get that person out of the area now Jesse in this particular photo though uh they're men looking like women there and, is and so you you can clearly see that to, you know especially yeah. on the far left of the but what's also interesting if you look just in the very top right hand corner of the picture there is one guy without the face paint right so it is interesting i i don't have a full explanation for that um but i can just share you know what i know I had experienced as a child with things that were similar to this. Yeah, it's symbolic, but right now everything is, you know, well, they pervert everything. Look, these might have been women at first nowadays. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? But I had to explain the beard there, the gruff, you know. Um, But the thing that they're doing, like they had uh, red, uh, I think they called it code red for humanity which uh, everybody knows, you know, in the medical field, um, code red is a term that, uh, you know, it's not used as a good term usually. Um, so um, interesting. And they, they do like a lot of walking different areas. I found it interesting on uh, October 30th, um, like before, it's kind of leading into our story for today, but they, as I said, they were kind of traveling and they had been in some areas like the Hague. Um, We have one of our ministry uh, directors, Marion, who's from the Netherlands. Uh, She brought forward a lot of this stuff as she's watching what's happening in the Netherlands. And this past month uh, there's been, an, inter- an individual, I'm not going to say his name right now, but I would just encourage people to follow Marion. She's been putting up a lot of his stuff, but he was coming forward with a lot of the whistleblowers and a lot of the survivors who have had direct abuse from Netherlands government officials. And so anyway, um, you know, he he had a whole bunch of evidence. This individual was going to present it in the court before government and in front of the public people. There were some things that happened and he was, um, wasn't able to present it in the court. But from what I understand, some of the stuff he's been presenting on the streets. So one of the things that Marion had shared was that this group of um, climate control people happened, just happened to visit that spot where he was, you know, giving out some of the information publicly on the street. And, uh, you know, so you have to ask why, why are they there in that particular spot? Um, they also, you know, happened to walk down Collins street on October 30th, which, um, You know, what's funny about that is it's, I guess, not really funny, but I'm saying it's just odd and interesting. Let's put the pieces of the puzzle together. We know that the Collins family, you know, is the elite family that the majority of the Mothers of Darkness genealogy stems out of. And um, 
you know, so why would they walk down this street? I believe it's to co collect, you know, ancestral magic and to connect to spirits that would be connected to those family names. You know, just the chances that they randomly <laughs> walked down a Collins Street on October 30th, the day before, um, you know, Halloween. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, but they were, you know, they were heading through areas like Glasgow City. And um, I think that part of this was that they were, you know, preparing the way for the elite gathering in Glasgow for the G20 summit, uh, which was supposedly about climate control. Um, we had some famous individuals gathering for that. Uh, the biggest person of interest was, uh, I don't even know, can we say his name online? We'll just say the leader of Canada. <laughs> JT. <laughs> the second Justin from Canada on this program today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. One is a leader and one may, you know, be a Christian now, rededicated Christian. We'll have to find out about that. But it's interesting. Yeah, you've even got a, another Wagner and Collins too, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so he was there. And one of the things I found most interesting was that um you know marion had put up pictures of you know one of the places uh where they were having their talks and so you see that they were building a stage at the coliseum in rome and you know as a christian i have to ask why would a climate control summit be meeting at the coliseum you know, I think it's very symbolic. You know, what has the Colosseum been known for? It's it's known for, you know, um, these war games. It, I mean, it was more than war games. You know, literally, it was a place where they would they would watch these gladiators or lion. You know, they would have wild animals they would release. Uh, there was a lot of Christians who were killed or slaves that were killed hunted in that coliseum so it's on that ground that they have this climate control <laughs> summit and you know in there one of the big accomplishments i guess is that um the second you know guy from canada the leader um introduces that you know canada shall be donating a very large sum of money uh, you know, in the, I think, let me just make sure I got it right here. I believe it was 20 million, um, or I'm sorry, it was 10 million. They're going to donate 10 million doses uh, of the Jabber Jab, uh, you know, equaling $15 million worth of product to Africa. And uh, so they've announced that. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make me <laughs> make me feel good about this climate summit, you know, especially coming from an area where lots of individuals were killed. This is where he announces that they're donating 
a vaccine that's supposed to save life? Um, I've got some questions in this. <laughs> but 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 also what's suspicious to me is the uh, that all these guys stopped by the Vatican first, just right. ahead, just ahead of this thing so why you know listen uh we're go it's a little bit out of the way i would suggest you know to uh to stop in there and uh you know what well, were they well like all good for? catholics they had to get the blessing of the pope before they made their announcement and and went to the games and you know actually tertullian was one it was my favorite piece that he had written um, but Tertullian had written a piece called The Games, and in there he attacked Christians who would pay money to go to these games and these events um, and watch other Christians or other people be killed. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that it shows the corruption and you know, that we've got these world leaders working in conjunction with the Vatican and the Holy See um, to do things that I will just be blunt and say are crimes against children and humanity. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing is you, when you were talking about the Colosseum and things like that, I, you know, I, I can't help but be reminded they always telegraph these things. And, you know, first there was, and there's been lots of, uh, lots of these movies over time but recently you know the one that's made the big splash is the hunger games and when we decoded the inauguration of uh, of joey b uh it was very much mimicking the dress and the things like that of the hunger games and now there's this new show out um squid or something like that i refuse to watch it but i've heard yeah. the synopsis of it and essentially just taking it to a new level uh human hunting and uh what are they preparing us for, Jesse? Well, as I said, Satan's plan does not include us. And, you know, his agenda, as I was told as a child, is that he, he will first kill the Christians, then he will use those who don't believe in God to get his demonic hosts through the spiritual gates. And then from there... He will destroy them and just have him and his. What, what name do we come up for him again? The, the deadlocked demons. The deadlocked demons. Yes, that's all he plans to exist. But, you know, as we talk about that, it was interesting. Um, this morning I was, I've been doing a study on um, Isaiah. Like, well, yeah, I wasn't specifically studying Isaiah, though, but I've been studying, like, how, like, how idols affect health. And um, so the verse that the Lord actually brought me to, I was looking at the loins and the gut. And one of the verses was Isaiah 45.1. And so it was interesting because I believe, you know, there are a lot of prophetic things happening. I believe scripture talks to the past, the present, and the future. So I really felt like this verse speaks to some of the things, you know, a lot of people have come up saying, you know, is DJT, you know, a, a typo for, or a type 
a reflection of King Cyrus from Dan, the day of Daniel. Um, his and, action certainly reflected it. Uh, right. He was so sort of a Cyrus in his, uh, well, current presidency. <laughs> yeah. So this verse kind of speaks to that. And it says, thus said, says the Lord to his anointed Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him. I will loose the loins of kings, meaning the Lord will lay bare the nakedness of these kings. And I will open before Cyrus the two-leaved gates. The gates shall not be shut. So I just thought that was interesting that, you know, we've got so many nations, but is this passage talking about two specific spiritual gates that will be opened up? To this individual and shall not be shut. And, and by the way, there uh, th that is from uh, chapter forty-five, <laughs> right, right? Verse okay. one. Uh, and and yeah, and, and now, <laughs> and now all of a sudden, you know, there's all kinds of citizen journalists capturing what appears to be portals opening everywhere. And, yeah, and there was know, one that opened. There were several that opened on the thirty-first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was, and uh, but th there's two main portals. Do you want to discuss those? Yeah. So, for me, I think the two largest ones are connected through, you know, the Midwest, the Illinois, Chicago area, and then Neuschwanstein um, in Germany. There. Um, but, you know, there's seven large gates in particular. Um, you know, one of the things I've never shared is that, you know, for centuries, there's been this effort to conjoin the spiritual gates to get them all operating on the same access points. You know, I've, I've talked about each operates off their own song, yet the songs all are in harmony. But there's been a splitting of the gates since the flood and their waters were released. The water was a major part um, in those gates being able to connect together. Um, so when that water came out, the gates kind of went into, you know, it was like before if somebody had pushed, you know, if God had pushed a button, he could open all the gates at one time and God still has the power to do that. Of course. But um, but after that flood, it was like each gate got its own operating code. Uh, so the system has been working to get all those together. Um, you've got, you know, seven of the largest gates, they only open up and down, not, um, you know, up to the heavenlies and to the lower realms. They don't open at a horizontal axis you know, whereas the majority of the little gates all open and close from point A to point B on a horizontal axis. So they've been trying to get them where they can open them all together so that Satan and his demonic hordes can get through um, into the heavenlies. So, you know, what I haven't shared before, though, is that, you know, in 1984, um, they had gotten periodically for a period of about 30 minutes um 
gotten all the gates to open on two access points uh, for that 30 minute period and held open for that length of time. Um, so it's interesting now that this verse talks about specifically two gates, um, which all of the gates were divided into two and opened as two gates. So, you know, you've got an entrance and an exit. So that was interesting. And so I don't want to get a, too far ahead of ourselves in our uh, revelation study, but uh, it appears to me uh, from at least what I'm getting out of uh, studying the book of revelation, that there's a point when those gates are opened uh, and God allows it. And there's going to be, uh, oh, 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 oh my goodness. This just came to me, Jesse. I'm going to give some intel and then I'm going to give a great and possibly the worst commercial ever all at the same time. Do you think it's possible? If anybody can do it, Jeff, you can. <laughs> all right. So at some point, God is going to allow these gates to open. And by my estimation, and I'll break down the numbers when we get there, there's going to be at least 200 million strong demonic army that is coming out to kill you. Now, so that should tell you that you are in a war. And if you're in a war, you have to get in the fight. You do not want to be just caught laying down. You got to get in the fight. So, you know, you can join our army and you can also get our merch because when they come looking for you, it's best if they can easily identify you as a child of God and in the SOS army, and perhaps your death will be more pleasant. You'll become a beautiful person wearing our gear from rightonmerch.com. <laughs> that was great. Jeff. <laughs> Wonderful commercial, but I just have to make a correction. If you're talking about the 200 so many million from the pit of the abyss, Jeff, they don't cause death. And in fact, it says men will want to die. They will desire to die, but not be able to die. Uh, that army can only cause torment to unbelievers. I believe it's for five, six months solid. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about, no, I'm, I, I, it's the slaughtering with the sword. Right. And I think oh they're gosh, gonna, I think on. they're I think they're the hybrids. I think they're the Nephilims. But we'll uh we'll debate it as we get in there. And uh so Jesse did warn me that there is at one point to there there's someone who is gonna be knocking on her door and she has to take it. So she has just gone to do that, I'm pretty sure. Uh so you know what? I think we've covered just about everything that we needed to cover on this. Um essentially as a wrap-up. There were a ton of rituals. There were uh, there was a ton of activity. Uh, were they successful? Uh, we don't know. Uh, we prayed uh, pretty strongly Sunday morning that uh, that these things would fail, and I tend to believe in prayer. But also, God uh, will allow these things to happen at some point in time. So, uh, in conclusion. What I would say to you is please be very careful about the information that you're taking in these days. This Jesus strand stuff, uh, this new, this great apostasy, 
that is going on. It's written in the Bible that this would happen, okay? Uh, it is written there, God has forewarned you. He just needs to take you off the mark a little bit. And some of the shows that uh, we share an audience with, are all going? They're all going down this path. Um, the, I believe that this is right now, and I hope more shows will join us. But right now, uh, I will hold the line. I want to tell the listeners, I will hold the line on this. I will not go down those roads. I will come against it strongly. Um, I will come against, you know, people who are doing tarot cards. I will come against the and and not the person. It's the act that they're doing because you know perhaps they don't know better. Perhaps they do know better. I don't know. I'm not a judge. I don't discern, but we're not doing tarot cards. We're not doing divination. Uh, we're not talking to the dead. Uh, we're not, you know, doing these things and then trying to make it look like it's in the name of Jesus or, you know, in the name of Yeshua. No, uh, we will hold the line on this broadcast and uh, hold me accountable to it. Um, I'm always open for correction. And when I do get things wrong and it does happen, uh, I will gladly retract when proven uh, to be incorrect on it. Um, look, it's just, you know, I'm human. Uh, every, so is Jesse. Jesse makes mistakes as well. You know, there's all kinds of things that happen. So uh, she is back. Thank you. <laughs> so what did I miss, Jeff? Well, I just was kind of wrapping things up and went into a conclusion mode and I was telling the audience that, uh, you know, with all this false information, the, uh, narrative that's coming out of, uh, and a lot of shows that our listeners uh, go listen to. And by the way, uh, Jesse, just for clarification, uh, because you're on some different shows, everyone knows yeah. that a lot of people follow you and, and I want you to include me in this statement, but do you endorse the message of every host that you're on with? No, and I think, you know, I think what's good to be aware of is that, you know, we try to just put out what's being put out. Um, you know, it's important to hear some information straight from the sources, you know, and we always want to research. We always want to dig. We definitely want to be in the word, discerning what's truth and what's not. And it's not our job to you know, just say, this is what you should believe. This is how you should act. You know, our job's just to put the information out there. So, you know, I don't endorse, nor do I believe everything that's being put out there. But what I find value in is that, you know, we need to be aware of what's out there. And sometimes, you know, that includes inviting people who have different beliefs than us uh, to present those beliefs, to, you know, ask questions, to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, the difference is if they come on this show, Jesse, uh, I will hold them to task. I won't nod my head and go, yeah, that's great. Um, that's not a slight against anyone. I'm just saying that I'm going to hold the line on this stuff. I realize the seriousness of this. I realize the responsibility of talking to tens of thousands of people. And I do not want one person who is in our community led astray, not one person. Right. So if, when we do invite those other opinions on and look, maybe they're right and I'm wrong. 
I will own up to it if I'm proven that way. But I believe that all of our answers are in the 66 books of the Bible. Right. As and we Bible... always give you opinion and attitude on this show. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, I've got an attitude with this, Jesse, because this stuff's getting real. Okay. Uh, it is. The, the Lord is and coming the back. Of it. Time you know, is I short. think that's. Sorry, that's what people don't understand is that, you know, some individuals literally, you know, because of this information that's higher level, you know, priory stuff coming out, that's part of the great apostasy. People's lives are on the line every single day. Um, You know, it's not just like we've got an enemy who's putting information out there through people um, that he has putting that information out. you know, it's it's dangerous information that the enemy is willing to kill people who come against that or who stand against it. People who bring forward the truth, you know, the enemy is willing to take out. So this is the war that we're in. And uh, that's why we keep reiterating, you have to be in the word of God. You have to know the word. You have to hold fast to the word until the end. That's right. And uh, as I say, uh, you know, on my, I, th- I sense Jesse, the time is getting thin. And uh, uh, so, you know, it, it's not a, it's not a move of desperation or anything like that, but it's a, it's a solid advancement in the war. We're not, we're not doing this for fun yeah. anymore. Okay. Right. We want to have fun along the way. We're going to have fun on Thursday. <laughs> so we, are. You know, <laughs> we, we do need to have a couple laughs every once in a while, uh, but we'll also be giving you some intel and things like that. So uh, make sure to tune yeah. in on Thursday. Final words, Jesse. Love your God, love your community, love your family, and make a difference in your, we'll say community and world. 